Hello everyone and welcome to episode 159 of Mothering Anxiety. Today's episode is What to Expect This Season. Mothering Anxiety, where we talk about the real and raw truths about living with anxiety. I, your host, Maria Lopez, talk about my life all the way from childhood to adulthood and how my anxiety has snuck back into my life from time to time. This season, we'll be focusing on postpartum anxiety. This has been the hardest battle with anxiety so far, so I'm taking you all on this healing journey with me. I have postpartum anxiety, but postpartum anxiety doesn't have me. Did you guys enjoy my new, like, technical (laughs) post-production introduction that I have now? Um, Yeah, so... First off, I have to say that I apologize for kind of leaving you guys hanging. Um, Typically, I like to announce beforehand or like in the previous episode if I'm going to be taking a break. And um, this break that I took was kind of a little bit unexpected. Um, As you guys know, I have been dealing with postpartum anxiety and um, it's been really hard to, I guess, like focus on things or or to really just like put my mind on on like one specific thing I feel that like I'm thinking about 20 billion things all at the same time and I can't seem to stop it (laughs) I can't seem to control it um and right before I decided to take the break we all got sick with the flu um which brought out a whole different type of anxiety and triggers And I just like didn't have the time nor did I really have like the mental space in order to record episodes. And I was like, well, it's almost the holidays. So like, it's okay if I take a break right now. Um, But yeah, but then the holidays came and um, that brought in a whole different whirlwind of panic attacks. So um, I think it was it was a good idea for me to have taken this break. So again, sorry, because I usually try and give a warning. This was without a warning. Um, but it was definitely a few weeks that I needed to take just to kind of focus on life and on my own mental health and everything that was going on. But we are back. We are back in full swing. Hopefully, I don't know. (laughs) Um, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling okay. And um, I'm praying that I can kind of keep this up and that I start to, I guess, feel better. Um, but this this season, we are going to be focusing on postpartum anxiety and on how I am planning on taking my life back because that has this has been like the hardest like the type of anxiety that I've had to deal with. Um, I thought that I had anxiety before, but no, <laughs> I definitely have anxiety now like like what I used to deal with was just. I don't know, sprinkles on top of the ice cream. Like this is like the whole banana split um, because it just has been, I don't want to say that it's been bad, but it has definitely had its difficult moments um, and moments where I fell into full on just like, I felt kind of like a despair, like like weakness. Like I just felt that there's absolutely no way that I can survive living my life feeling like this 24-7. Um, and it's funny because it was only like during moments where I was like in pure panic, where I was like, I can't feel like this forever. I can't do this forever. Is this what my life is going to be like all the time? And then once the panic or the anxiety would be gone, then it'd be like, oh, okay, well that wasn't so bad. 
But I will say that when you are in it, you are in it. And like nothing anyone says, nothing you can tell yourself, like gets you out of it. You just kind of have to roll with the punches and you just kind of have to let it pass and then you'll be fine. Um, Lately, I've kind of just have had to remind myself that like, okay, right now you're just feeling anxious, but you're not going to feel like this forever. Might take a few minutes, might take a few hours. (laughs) Um, But after that, then you'll feel fine. Um, and that's just kind of what's been keeping me going, but yeah, so this season we are going to focus mainly on postpartum anxiety. So sorry to the dudes who listen to this. I do know that they are quite a few of you, um, but maybe some tips that I give (laughs) are going to be helpful for people who deal with anxiety, just like overall, it doesn't have to be postpartum anxiety. And honestly, why do I, I think I, Honestly, I think the only reason why they call it postpartum anxiety is because your hormones are out of whack. Um, and so it's more of like a hormonal imbalance as opposed to like a trauma thing or um, like a PTSD or, or, um, or, or something else, right? Like the thing that triggers the postpartum anxiety is the fact that your hormones are going crazy. You're being depleted of, you know, nutrients. You just had a baby, your cortisol is kind of everywhere. Um, so that is what triggers it. It's not like this kind of anxiety feels different than any sort of anxiety. Because uh, remember, I, you know, I was dealing with generalized anxiety disorder and I was able to kind of like heal from that. Like there was a few months where I was like, wow, this is what life feels like with no anxiety whatsoever. Um, and then postpartum anxiety hit me with a ton of bricks. Um, so the only reason why it happens is because of the hormonal imbalance. But that's not to say that it only happens postpartum. There are times in women's lives when your hormones kind of just go out of whack um, and can cause anxiety also because of hormonal imbalance. Actually, maybe about 80-ish percent of the time, it's because of some sort of hormonal imbalance, some sort of nutritional uh, deficiency or something. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll kind of get more into that as like the season goes on. So what to expect this season? Um, In the previous seasons, I've kind of made a lot of episodes about like different things and and different random things. I don't want to say random, but like there was no theme, (laughs) I guess you can say, to an entire season. Um, It was just whatever I was dealing with at the moment or whatever episode, um, you know, that I had kind of on my list of things that I wanted to talk about. But this season, we're going to do things a little bit differently because this season I am in the middle of my season of postpartum anxiety. And I've been dealing with it. um, I mean, it got pretty bad, like in July. So I've been dealing with it since July. And I'm finally at the point where I'm just like, I'm over it. (laughs) Um, I I am over it. And uh, to be honest, I feel that like a lot of it had to do with like me sucking myself into this like a victim mentality, um, which I'll probably make a whole episode on that. But um, it was more so like a poor me. Why is this happening to me? Um, like, uh, I can't do this right. But then it was also like a time of me learning to give myself grace and, and me learning that it was okay to feel overwhelmed. It was okay to feel that like I couldn't handle my kids. It was okay to feel that like I couldn't handle, um, you know, doing the housework and doing everything and. And like accepting that like my problems were just as equal as anyone else's problems, even though everyone else's problems seemed bigger than my own, right? 
it's it has been <laughs> a few months of like huge revelations for me and to be honest like I am taking this experience as an experience to grow as a person because there are a lot of things that I have learned during, you know, me dealing with this in terms of like things that like I still hadn't let go of and things that I still needed to like take down my pride and and accept, right? Like one of the biggest things was to accept help, <laughs> um, which I'm going to, you know, talk about that. So it's been a lot of like personal growth for me. It's been terrible. <laughs> there have been times where it's been pretty bad where, you know, like I said, I'd be crying and I'm just like, am I going to feel like this for the rest of my life? Um, and I'm here to tell you that no, you won't feel like this for the rest of your life, even though it's a hard season. And even though right now, sometimes I still believe it. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna have to deal with this forever. Um, no, I'm telling you right now that you don't. And that's because I am proof of that. I am proof that I was able to heal of my generalized anxiety disorder. And even though this is a little bit different, I know that in the end, I'm going to be able to heal from this and that I'm not going to be feeling this awful all the time. It's, um, funny, but not funny. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was kind of running out of content, like come summer, I was like, okay, I I've, I've kind of gotten over my anxiety a little bit, right? And I know that I was dealing more on like the social anxiety aspect of it. But like at that point, I knew that I could only talk about so much and the rest of it was more so like exposing myself to getting over that. And I knew that that was going to take a little bit more time, right? It wasn't going to be like, oh, in one week I was able to cure this, right? And um, there's only so much you can talk about social anxiety and about how to kind of like overcome that because there was only certain things that would cause me this social anxiety um and so like summer was coming around and I was like ah, you know my content like I'm kind of running dry like I really don't know what to talk about anymore and then I get hit with this huge wave of postpartum anxiety although to be honest I, I really feel that I had been dealing with it for even just like months prior um because I just had really like high highs and then really low lows and for a while I thought that maybe I was dealing with postpartum depression just because of like my moods they would just be so up and so low but I what it really was was that I was just so anxious and so just like burnt out that um my anxiety was just causing me to be overstimulated and I just couldn't seem to like shut my brain off I was just constantly overthinking and um constantly overdoing things and I you know it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks um it was during the time where we were getting our kitchen remodeled, which if anyone's had any work done in their home can be stressful as it is. That took about three and a half weeks. Um, I wasn't taking any of my supplements during that time because I don't know, I packed them all and then I put them somewhere in the garage and I had no idea where they were. And I don't even know why. Oh, I know why I did that because they said, oh, it'll only last a week to do our kitchen remodel, which ended up being three and a half weeks because we had delays with people and whatever. And shipment and whatnot um so three and a half weeks of like not taking your supplements when you are still sleep deprived because i still had a baby um when you are still nutrient um, deficient because i'm still breastfeeding right that takes a toll on your body um and i never realized it up until i was at that point right like i remember my therapist telling me when you have baby you take this vitamin this vitamin you take this this to this and this and don't stop taking them and i was like okay cool 
but I think I also just was a little too confident <laughs> because I had been feeling so good, right? And I was like, oh, I got this. I don't need to take my supplements. Well, I was uh, wrong because I stopped taking them for three and a half weeks. Plus the stress and the pressure of just having the kitchen redone and not having your home, you know, like there's just people in your home all day and there's noises everywhere. And like, yeah, I could leave, but there's no such thing as like, like feeling comfortable anywhere else. Right. But also not having kitchen meant not being able to cook. Um, so we were eating out a lot and guys like eating out fast food. It's not the best for you. There really is like... <laughs> very little to no nutritional value whatsoever and even though we would try to eat the quote-unquote healthiest fast food that we could find it still just like wasn't doing much uh, especially because i still wasn't sleeping my son at the time was teething molars which if any mama out there has had a baby who well yeah every baby teeth <laughs> their molars um they're not fun and um he was also um nursing i mean he's still nursing which is a whole different deal which i will talk about <laughs> but um yeah so just all of that added together and then once the kitchen was done oh duh my husband was also working like 70 hours a week um it was just me and both kids this was like my first time having both kids since having my son because my son was born and my daughter was already in school and like, yeah, I had her for like two weeks for Christmas break, but I mean, Christmas is so chaotic all on its own that like, I didn't really notice that she was here all day long. Um, but it was the summertime. It was my first time having both kids all by myself, kitchen being redone, husband working 70 hours a week, not taking supplements. I'm not eating right. Um, and then we just had like a bunch of little house projects that we had to finish, like finish painting the walls, finish painting the ceiling. Um, we needed to install lights here and, you know, change out doorknobs and whatnot and then I was trying to plan my son's first birthday party so um it was a lot <laughs> and it triggered some panic attacks and since then I feel that like I just have not been the same um and uh, it got so bad to the point where I thought I was dying and so I um made an appointment with like every doctor possible and um, I went to my primary doctor and uh she was like Sounds like you have postpartum anxiety. She's like, maybe a little depression too. She's like, but definitely postpartum anxiety. And I was like, great, okay. Now what do I do? <laughs> and she was like, mm, just call the behavioral therapy like hotline and, and they'll help you. She's like, maybe psych, maybe get on some meds. And I was like, great, you've been very helpful. <laughs> so needless to say, um, I am doing this kind of on my own again. Um, because, you know, it, <laughs> you don't get much help. Like maternal postpartum, like help, you don't get much help afterwards. Um, yeah, my, my doctor just basically sent me to call the therapy hotline or whatever, whatever number you call to find a therapist through my insurance. Um, and she said, just, you know, get a therapist. Oh, she actually said, get a psychiatrist and be put on meds. And like, no, nothing else. <laughs> she did say, we'll test your blood for thyroid or like iron deficiency because like having an off, like an imbalanced thyroid or like anemia can cause anxiety. But um, all that is within normal ranges, which 
is very, you know, slim terms to talk because um, within ranges can mean a lot because some people require more of this than that. But if it's within normal ranges, then you're not going to do much about it, right? It's just, it's a wonderful thing, our health, um, our health system. But anyways, so I'm doing this on my own, but that is a lie because I'm not doing this on my own. I'm not doing this on my own again because I have people by my side that are helping me now and I have a Jesus by my side that is helping me, um, which I'm sure he helped me the time before, but I haven't given him any credit for that yet. But I know that this time around, I have not been surviving without opening up my Bible, without reading, without praying, without crying out to him, because there have been times where I have just been on my floor crying, like, why is this happening to me? What is going on? Like, like what? trial and, and tribulation are you putting me through <laughs> uh, because this sucks like this, this I, I said that I'm like this sucks like why why is this happening to me um and although I didn't get immediate answers as I have been going through this and as I have been putting my walls down I have been noticing why it is that I have been going through this but I also need to give myself grace and realize that it's not just a trial it is also me just being in a hard season of life, right? Um, I have two small kids. My husband works all the time and he started going to school, which was a whole different thing, right? Um, and it's um, lonely, right? Motherhood is very lonely. And um, it's just it's just been a lot. And I wanna say that a lot of like past triggers and childhood trauma have also like resurfaced and um you know kind of brought back feelings of, of worthlessness of just not being good enough and i've had to rework through some of those right because i i kind of dealt with that already after having my daughter but then having my son it just kind of brought that up again and it has been it has been rough but i know that in the end i am going to be okay so I hope that this season speaks out to many mamas out there who either have dealt with postpartum anxiety or dealing with postpartum anxiety or are maybe even afraid that they will. Um, we will get through this. We will overcome this. This is just a season of life. And we were, you know, born with these magical things called hormones, which can be great, but can also be very, very pesky. Um, we need to understand that this is just something that is physiologically happening inside of us. And unfortunately, that's not something that we can fully control, right? And that was, ugh, I think I still have trouble with that. That was the hardest thing for me to understand because, you know, like I said, I, I healed from the generalized anxiety disorder. And I was like, but I've already dealt with anxiety. Why am I dealing with this again? And to be honest, like I felt almost like I failed. Like I felt like I was taking 20 steps backward because I was like, I already did this. Like, why am I going through this again? Like, it doesn't make any sense. But I've had to remember that my body is just changing. Uh, my body made a baby, birthed a baby, is now feeding a baby, keeping a baby alive. And it's forgetting about me, <laughs> essentially. At the end of the day, this is what's happening. My body was focusing for the last like two years on, or it's been focusing for the last two years on making a baby, birthing a baby, and then 
nutritionally supplying another human being and it has just forgotten about me. And I don't want to say that's okay, but that's what's going on. And that's what kind of gives me comfort because at one point or another, my body will remember like, hey, you still got, <laughs> you still got the main person here. Let, let's try and focus on, on getting the person of the body we're in better. <laughs> so there have been a list of things that I have been trying to change um, or, or trying to do in order to help me um, get better, <laughs> in order to help me just kind of overcome this uh, postpartum anxiety. And each week at the end of the episode, I'm going to go ahead and share a little bit of what I have been doing. Now, this is not to say that I'm just doing one thing every week, although I have figured out that like doing small things in, in smaller amounts of times helps you become successful in the long run. Um, because I tried to do everything all in like one day and it just lasted one day. <laughs> uh, I wasn't able to keep up. So doing small like habits, changing small little habits is going to help you change bigger habits in the long run. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know if I'm saying that right. But so each week I'm going to be sharing something new that I started doing or maybe something not new, something that I started redoing or re-implementing into my life because I forgot or I stopped doing it um, in order to help me overcome this postpartum anxiety. And some of these things you might say like, well, duh, right? Because some of these things are just very simple things that everyone should remember to do in order to take care of themselves. But unfortunately, as moms or just as people who deal with mental health issues, we forget. <laughs> we forget even the most basic things to do to take care of ourselves because we're just really busy trying to survive. So the first thing that I'm going to mention for this week on what to do or what I've been doing in order to overcome my postpartum anxiety is drinking water. Here it is. I told you. One of those duh, <laughs> um, why would you not drink water? But here's the thing, I sometimes forget because I'm so busy. Um, like in the morning when we wake up and when my daughter is in school, because right now she's not, she's on winter break, but it's like, go, 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 right? Like wake up, breakfast, get her dressed, make sure everything's packed in her backpack. And then we like go to school and then make it back. And then by then my son is hungry, so I got to feed him. And by then I'm hungry, so I got to feed me, right? So it's not till maybe like an hour, an hour and a half, maybe two hours until like I have taken my first sip of water. That's a really long time considering that the amount of hours that you are asleep, you are also um, not drinking water, right? <laughs> so essentially you wake up dehydrated. Uh, our body is how many percentage of water? 70, 75, 80, 85? I don't know. A huge percentage of our body is uh, water-based. Um, so when you are sleeping, and that's, you know, I mean, for me, I don't know, roughly maybe six, seven hours a night. But when you are sleeping, however many X amount of hours you are asleep, you are not drinking water and you are dehydrating yourself. So when you wake up in the morning, you should be drinking water. But not that, you should be drinking water all day long. Because again, we are, majority of our body percentage is water-based and we need that water to stay hydrated and honestly just to like be able to keep focused but I will say 
we need proper hydration. Sometimes only water doesn't cut it. And that is one thing that I have been learning just kind of based off of the research that I've been doing and based off of different people that I've been um, talking to, different nutritionists and holistic people. Like water all in itself is not sufficient enough sometimes. Sometimes we need something called electrolytes. Um, And no, I'm not saying go only drink bottles of Gatorade because bottles of Gatorade are also just full of sugar, which at that point is going to dehydrate you. I don't know. I don't know how Gatorade works or how it works in your body. Uh, But it's also just like a power sports drink, right? So that's like for only when you're doing like super intense activity, not when you're just like at home cleaning and cooking and chasing after your kids. Although that can also feel like super intense activity, but you get what I'm saying? Um, So drinking water, but like staying hydrated. And what does that mean? So like, how am I supposed to stay hydrated, but like not drink water? Well, no, you drink the water, but you add in a little bit of salt, um, actual salt, which is a whole different thing, um, not table salt. Uh, I use, I believe it's called Redmond's salt. Um, And I add just like a very tiny, like quarter teaspoon maybe even less than that, um, just to kind of give me a little bit of that salt, a little bit of um, the electrolytes added onto or into my water. Um, Coconut water is a really great source of natural electrolytes also. So maybe even adding like a little bit of coconut water into your normal water just to add in that extra electrolytes to keep you hydrated um, because that is what is very important. Whenever I start to tell my husband, like, ah, I'm feeling a little anxious today. The first thing he always asks me is, did you drink water today? (laughs) And most of the time it's like, no, or "Eh, yeah, but very little. And it's also like, I have a really big headache right now. Like I'm, it's starting to turn into a migraine. My husband will always ask, did you drink water today? Uh, well, sort of. And he's like, no, or obviously not enough. So drinking water staying hydrated, adding a tiny bit of real salt, okay, not table salt, not that little like salt, I don't even know what the salt is called, it's it's like that navy blue with a little girl with a yellow umbrella, <laughs> like I don't know what that salt is called, but that's the only like salt brand that I can think of right now. Um, I use Redmond's salt, which I actually bought off of Amazon, which I will probably link um, in the show notes here. So you guys can see what kind of salt it is that I bought. And then also just coconut water. Um, And in another episode, I will talk about adrenal cocktails, which um, is going to be on a list of something I do on the weekly. But uh, I'm just throwing that out there in case someone wants to know more ways to hydrate. I'm going to say adrenal cocktails. Um, And then you can Google that. But I will make a whole whole episode on on what that is and, and what that does to your body. So why hydration and and why drinking water? Um, I'm not a professional. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a therapist, not psychologist. I'm nothing. I am simply just a mom and a wife and a homemaker. Um, But here's here's what I think. Um, When we're dehydrated, you just feel like crap, right? You're just like tired. You're kind of just like groggy. You're kind of just like going through your day um, can also cause like headaches and stuff, right? Can cause muscle spasms. So think about it. If you have anxiety, 
and you're feeling you're feeling okay but all of a sudden your head starts to hurt and then you start to feel like a muscle spasm or like your calves cramping right because you're dehydrated what are you gonna think the first thing because we were anxious beings is not going to be hey i haven't had enough water today let me drink some water no our first thing we're gonna think is headache muscle cramp stroke tell me i'm lying because i'm not <laughs> um headaches and then muscle cramps can mean like a blood clot <laughs> which can mean and lead to stroke tell me i'm lying i'm not i know it i know it i know how our anxious brains work um and that is going to cause you anxiety and then you're going to spiral and you're going to overthink and you're going to make your heart race right and then you're probably going to start to feel all these other symptoms i don't know everyone's symptoms of anxiety are different but you're going to start to feel all these other symptoms that are just going to raise your anxiety and make you even more worried and then you're going to throw yourself into a full-blown panic attack for not drinking water does this make sense okay again i'm not a therapist i'm not a scientist i'm not a waterologist. I don't know. That's not a thing. Um, I was going to say marine biologist, but that's totally different. Um, but you get what I'm saying? Like it, it's it's like little things that happen in our body, like just normal body noise, right? Like normal things that we feel. Like headaches are like a, a normal-ish symptom. Like it's not, but like it is. You know, that are very simple. Sometimes to cure is like, oh, I didn't drink water, or maybe I haven't eaten enough today, right? And just by doing that can fix it. Um, but because we're anxious beings, we think of headaches as something catastrophic. We think of like muscle spasms and, and, and muscle cramping as something catastrophic, as opposed to it being something as simple as drink your water or, or, or stay hydrated. I am not wrong. I know we have all thought about this at least once or twice, or like me, maybe every single day for the past couple of months. So my hope for this season is, um, that we can all, whether you deal with postpartum anxiety or not, whether you just deal with generalized anxiety disorder or social anxiety, I don't know, whatever it is, whatever season of anxiety you are in right now, I just hope that this season you can get some sort of hope. That's all, that's all I can really hope for, um, is that you know that in the end, you're going to be okay. That in the end, you know, our body is just playing little tricks on us. Um, our body is honestly just trying to keep us safe. That's what it's really trying to do. Although sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Sometimes it feels like it's trying to destroy us. It's only simply trying to keep us safe. So we're going to change our mindset. We're going to change our mindset into thinking like, no, this isn't happening to me. It is happening for me. And I think that that's the game changer. I think that's what's going to really help us get out of this season of anxiety. So I really hope that at the end of each episode, you feel a little glimmer of hope in knowing like, okay, if I can just do this one thing, it's going to turn into a bigger thing in the end and it's going to help me. So yay. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I really hope that each and every episode, which each little thing that I talk about and, and I'm going to share my ups and my downs. Um, that we are able to just kind of overcome this anxiety together because we can and we will. Don't 
forget that if you are enjoying this podcast to like, follow, subscribe, do all the things. I do have an email subscription also. You can visit www.motheranxietypodcast.com to get all of that info. In the show notes, I'm going to be talking about either the books or um, all the you know little things that I recommend that have been helping me deal with anxiety. But again, I am not a professional. If you do need professional help, please seek it. But with that being said, I do hope that you have a good rest of your day or night, depending on when you're listening to this. And don't forget to live your life, love your life, and love your anxiety. Thank you.